Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Bigger picture only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. Well, there's quite a bit of optimism in markets in recent days, especially after the Federal Reserve signaled for three rate cuts next year. Traders are expecting more. Well, let's check in now with Daniel Tan. He is the portfolio manager for Grasshopper Asset Management. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Daniel. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me. All right. Great to have you on. And you are, of course, someone who's watching the markets very closely. So let's look forward to next. Next year, where we've got lots playing out, we've been seeing cost pressures on companies. Of course, the rates are going to be changing. How is that all going to affect what you are looking at in terms of opportunities? Right. So I think uh, going into 2024, we are definitely still keeping the duration trade over credit risk trade in the next year, mm. similar to 2023. That has played out well for us in 2023. As you can see, the rates rally has been more than 100 basis points for 10 and 30 years and I think this will, this will continue to play out in 2024. And uh, what's interesting is the inverted U curve that we have been watching very closely. So right now, the inverted U curve is around minus 40 basis points. And the last time we have seen an inverted U curve was back in 2007. And that, was, that time was flat and you can see that uh, it played out into a recession eventually. So whenever we have an inverted U curve, we are we tend to be more cautious. And you're right, uh, with inflation playing out in many countries and keeping in check by the Fed, we think that the inverted U-curve could be something that we will, we will look out for. Mm, typically, people look at the inverted U-curve as an omen of sorts that is, yeah. a recession is coming. But that's been actually quite a big point of debate. You know, people have been saying there's no recession, there's going to be a soft landing, there's going to be a hard landing. Where do you see things play out for the US next year? So I think a hard landing will be quite far-fetched. Uh, definitely, we are playing for a soft landing in, in the States. Actually, I'm not in of the view that we may have, we will have recession in 2024. More likely, it would be a May. If any, there's a recession, it will be close to the later half of 2024 or 2025 even. Mm. And I, I'm aware that uh, we have the longest run of no recession for close to 17 years. So I think, yeah, but but we are optimistic about things that's going on in China. We think that uh, in China, there'll be opportunities in 2024 for given uh, recent measures that were being ruled out by the Chinese government. So two, two main major things that happened was the fiscal policy. So what happened uh, in China was that the, the Chinese government issued around 1 trillion of RMB bonds mm-hmm. for infrastructure spending. This is on the fiscal front. And on, on the monetary front, we also saw that for the first time in seven years, uh, we saw the biggest monthly injection of 600 billion RMB. So this is going to be things that we are watching out for in China. We, we expect more momentum to come from the Chinese government to support the economy. So I think Chinese would be something that we... It, it would be a smart bet that uh, we think China has turned the corner. And at the same time, we are also cautious about what is going on in Japan, given the yen has been depreciating for some time. I think China has very, very little margins to, to navigate here. And it would be a smart bet as well to, to sh- maybe short the Nikkei and maybe go long on the yen. Hmm. Talk about smart bets. Um, it seems like you've got your eye on tech companies and banks. Where do you see them playing out when you look at rates? Because if you've got rate cuts around the corner, typically the NIMS or the net interest margins are going to be under pressure. How do you see banks as an opportunity next year? So I think banks, what has happened over the last few years was was that the main thing was they have been uh, beefing up their capital adequacy ratio. This has actually uh, improved over the years, over the last few years. And I think uh, NIM hasn't really 
compressed too much, meaning to say that they have passed on most of the costs. Uh, whether is it rising interest rate environment or decreasing interest rate environment, they have been able to pass on the cost to end consumers. So I don't think there's a lot of stress coming out from banks. And on the tech front, we are we, we think that most of the good news has been mostly priced in. Not to say that tech companies will not rally mm. another leg, but we are speaking about smart bets. We may want to take off some of these bets in tech names such as um, Amazon or, or the bigger ones in, in the US. So I think the smart bet will be rotating around US out of US into emerging countries like China mm. and uh, besides China in ASEAN countries we are also very optimistic about mm. countries like Philippines Indonesia India and Malaysia so speaking why we are we are about why we are optimistic about these countries is because they are at the tail end of the rate hiking cycle in fact Malaysia is widely seen to have ended their uh, tightening policies back in June this year so I think on the ASEAN countries we think there's a lot of room for growth banks wise in the region has reported uh, mid teens to 20% growth in assets such as um, loans and bank deposits. In conversation with Daniel Tan, he's the portfolio manager for Grasshopper Asset Management. Now, Daniel, give us an idea what 2023 was like for your fund, right? How's it going to be different next year and in your portfolio-wise? How are you rotating away from some of the stuff you've been talking about? What's some of the new stuff you've been looking at? So, in 2023, I think two main things that we did, we were right, uh, although it was towards the end of the year that, that we were proven correct. So, we were long duration going into year 2023. At the same time, we were underweight China. I think we don't have any Chinese property exposure in our funds and uh, that was proven correct and Chinese had, Chinese property market had coming to three years of crisis so I think this thing would uh, likely change in 2024 we will still keep the long duration over credit risk in year 2024 but we would uh, slightly reduce our underweight in China and maybe we will put in into some of the second derivative of China like some, something like um, Australia or even ASEAN countries that depend on China rather than just outright buying China so we are cautiously optimistic about China but we we will prefer to close the underweight in China through other countries uh, that depend on China. So uh, I think these are the main two key positioning that we have. Besides that, we will also want to allocate some to uncorrelated assets, such as uh, around 30%. We expect to put it into quantitative strategies. Uncorrelated assets are similar to things like private credit, which has been the focus for the last 5-10 years. And uh, they are very new. And, and quant uh, strategies is not new. It has been around for more than 17 years. And we think that they are uncorrelated to traditional asset classes like equities, bonds and FX. So we would increase our allocation there to around 30%. All right, lots to look forward to in 2024. A bit of a rotation away from some of the sectors and towards things like uncorrelated asset classes. We've been chatting with Daniel Tan. He's the portfolio manager for Grasshopper Asset Management. Daniel, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Ryan. Stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.